Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're listening to Comedy Central. Well, Maxwell Frosch, congratulations on being elected to Congress the same year you were old enough to rent a car. That's there we go. Nice. Yep. Who have you bonded with in Congress? I mean, I'm guessing uh, the squad, OBS, but um, any uh, oldies? Yeah, well, I don't know how to say their names now because now I'm calling them oldies. I mean, uh, but, more I mean, mature. <laughs> more, yeah. Um, look, there's so many people that I've gotten to connect with. Uh, you know, folks who are who've been just doing great work. Barbara Lee, uh, Maxine Waters, Pramila Jayapal. Uh, uh, yeah. Jamie Raskin. Uh, yes. just, yeah, so many amazing people out there. I wouldn't call them oldies, but, you know, uh, see, you know, senior members of Congress who are doing amazing work. Yeah, they're not yeah. oldies. They're goodies. Yeah, they're goodies. There we go. There we go. You have been, a, and I find this so impressive and inspiring, especially to people out here. You've been a, a gun reform advocate since you were 15 years old. Sandy Hook, which was yep. in Connecticut, you're from Florida, and you you organized the March for Our Lives. But all these things that you know. They got my pin on too. It's the the yeah. five year anniversary of the Parkland shooting. There was a school shooting just last night at Michigan State. Now that you are in Congress, what do you think can be done? How can we break this cycle? Yeah, well, we saw Congress pass a bipartisan bill to help end gun violence last year. It's not everything that we need, but it's a good step forward. Um, the fact of the matter is we need a governing majority that's actually going to care about this issue. And, you know, this word bipartisanship is supposed to mean what everyone can agree on. Most NRA members and Republicans are for universal background checks. But the definition of bipartisanship in Congress means what the NRA will allow. And because they're a front for the gun lobby, they have these politicians bought off and they're unwilling to stand up for what the people want. So we can't get things like background checks passed. And so there's a lot of work that needs to be done. A lot of it involves kicking people out and replacing them with morally just leaders who actually give a damn about children's lives. And people <laughs> In the interim, I think we have an opportunity. I mean, overturning yeah. Citizens United would certainly help yep, with that. Yep, 100%. Yep. That's one of the issues to end all issues. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the big one, and that's the root of so much of this. So now that you've seen how Congress operates kind of from the inside, are you hopeful? Do you see that there's change possible? Are you excited yeah. about America's future, or is yeah. it depressing? Both. <laughs> right? I'll say I'm very hopeful. You know, a lot of times on the outside, you might look in and say, there's only a small group of good people and everyone else is a corporate hack and they don't care about anyone. But 
having conversations with my colleagues, I've been so surprised by so many people who I get in the conversation with them and I find out what they're about and their values. And I'm like, okay, you know, like you're, you're actually a lot more progressive and forward thinking that other folks might think. And I think the problem is people have smaller goals because they understand the landscape and the battlefield that we have in Congress right now. And I think when we show those politicians and everyone that good policy equals good politics, then I think people will get the courage that they need to stand up for what we need in this country. More of this. I mean, I think a lot of Gen Zers uh, tend to not trust the government. Um, how do you think you can change their minds? Well, I understand, first off, like, mm -hmm. you know, and this is something I like running for Congress. I had to think about the fact that during the Black Lives Matter protests, I was tear gas, mace, arrested and jailed for nonviolent protests. Now I represent those same streets in Congress, but I still have to square the fact that I'm a part of the system that causes a lot of harm. And I get it. And I think part of what we need to do is make government more accessible, bridging the gap between cool and consciousness. And I think that's a really good way that we can bring younger people into the fold. And March for Our Lives did a great job of that and with the movement. It was like the cool thing to be at the marches. It was the cool thing to register to vote. And I think the more we can get our culture intertwined with the politics, I think it's going to lead to more young people getting yeah. involved. I mean, if the marches could could uh, let, could translate to mm -hmm. votes more yeah. directly, it would be ideal. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, you know, maybe election day off would be a nice start. Exactly. And, yeah, I agree. And voter turnout is up for young people. You know, we have record highs of youth voter turnout. It's never been the largest piece of the pie, but young people right now are voting at higher numbers than any other generation when they were our age, and half of Gen Z can't even vote yet. So we're not where we want to be, but we're going in the right direction. Um, you brought pussy-ass bitch. <laughs> it's now in congressional record because of you. So um, I just personally want to thank you for that. And that was about a certain person, too. It was about, about a, well, it was about a pussy-ass bitch. So I, <laughs> what's in, so inspiring about you is that you got involved as a teenager and how that can manifest into real change. Yeah. And so I think it's exciting. Gen Z is so exciting to me mm -hmm. because they're so motivated. They're, they realize their power yep. and that can really change things. I mean, trying to get Gen Z to trust the government, how about just trying to get Gen Z to be the government? Yeah. And I think you've done that. Yeah. No, it, it is exciting and I think we see a lot of young candidates running across the country. And look, it's not like Gen Z was waiting to get in Congress. I'm the oldest a Gen Zer can be. We just got old enough to run. But I think the, the significance here is that the first chance we got we jumped at the opportunity because we want to be a part of the solution. We want to be at the table. We don't want to be the only people at the table, but Congress does not look like our country right now, right? Like Gen Z millennials make up a third of the country. We're nowhere near a third of government, both local and federal. And so we need more people to run for office. Yes, Congress, but also city council, county commission, these seats that really are, they're not lower, they're closer to the people and closer to the decisions that matter on a daily basis. Yeah, being involved in those, the midterm elections and all the, everywhere down yeah. the ballot is essential. And I feel like the right realizes that. Yeah. They do. And they're, they're more organized around that than we are. That's why they've played this long game of taking over these state legislatures. It's why we woke up last year and Roe versus Wade was gone. It's, yeah. that, that's a plan that has been 
a long time in the making. So Democrats, I feel like sometimes we're too obsessed with these short-term goals. We need to be about, be about power building in these communities long-term. It's not gonna happen overnight, but that's how we're gonna wake up one morning and have our freaking rights back, right? Yeah. Explore more shows from The Daily Show Podcast Universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central Podcast. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.